first scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, it's that man there. Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world to sign for us. The old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever Super Scoreboard The Old Firm Through the Decades It's game day and this is the home of Scottish football it's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The Premiership returns after League Cup and European drama. Celtic's latest bout of pressure comes at home to St Johnston tomorrow with Rangers in Dingwall. Before all that, four big Premiership games at the end of a week. The table got a big Covid shake-up. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. What a very odd day. Could Motherwell win nine points in four days? Three from him, six from the SPFL. Could the week get any worse for St Mirren? Allegations of financial irregularities, points taken from them by the SPFL. And Aberdeen and Paisley looking to avenge last Saturday's Betfred Cup loss Can Dundee United overcome The loss of almost A team full of players Because of the pandemic When they go to Livingston And can Hamilton Ackies Win a home game For the first time This season But the big news is Santa's Grotto Has opened And from the back Of the sleigh Have jumped Alec Ray And Mark Wilson <laughs> Well An interesting day ahead And Covid Maybe steals the headlines Because You're wondering how St Mirren react to what's gone before this week At home to Aberdeen And Dundee United A depleted squad Many missing How will they react To nine players And their staff Self-isolating Yeah another big weekend of football Gone four fixtures today We've got two big ones tomorrow And we've also got cast for kids So I'm really looking forward to the day we do indeed, it's one of the highlights of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard calendar today It's our Cash for Kids sports auction Giving you the chance to get your hands on some money Can't buy items And at the same time, we're going to raise money for local children Who really need our help It's the ultimate win-win afternoon We always look forward to it, Hugh Keevans The first time I was on Cash for Kids With a signed jersey from Jimmy McGrory And another one from Willie Waddle that was some time ago But now big prizes today And we kicked off yesterday With the virtual Cash for Kids lunch And I am told Over £200,000 raised yesterday 
Brilliant 220 oh, Absolutely tremendous. incredible But we can do more This has been a really difficult year For everyone Especially uh, These children right here On our doorstep Who need our help the most So it's our Cash for Kids Sports Auction Sponsored by Central Car Auctions Before I get you team news today Let me just introduce Some of the items We've got two Unbelievable All day prizes They're going to run from now Until 6 uh, Just before 6 o'clock Quarter to 6 uh, So I'll set them up for you And you can have a think about these The first one is a Liverpool package With a meet and greet With the Scotland captain Andy Robertson I did say it was money can't buy This has kindly been donated by Andy And the AR26 uh, charity This fantastic prize includes Coach travel Two nights accommodation In a four star hotel in Liverpool Two lounge passes for the game of your choice at Anfield Food, drink, all the usual thrown in A signed match day shirt by Andy Robertson himself And a meet and greet after the game with the Scotland captain How good is that, Hugh Keevans? This is a guy with a big social conscience, Andy Robertson And he has established his own charity to look after the kids And that is a magnificent prize When football can get back to having spectators inside ground Who wouldn't? Love to go to Anfield In the company of Andy Robertson And if you think that's good What about this We're giving you the chance To win a holiday to Barbados oh, stop it. For £5 <laughs> For £5 Now I know I said this was an auction And I completely get that not everyone Has the money to spend a big amount On auction prizes Well everyone can get involved in this You would be staying at the beautiful Coconut Court Beach Hotel It's one of the best beaches in Barbados Look out the window That weather It's dark at midday We're talking sun Sea cocktails The lot The prize includes flights From Glasgow Or Edinburgh Plus transfers And for your chance to win All you need to do Is text SUN To 84901 That's SUN S-U-N To 84901 And here's the good bit Text costs one standard network message rate Plus a voluntary £5 donation It is the ultimate win-win You're paying £5 to help battle holiday hunger And help children right here on Christmas Day With that £5 And you might just win the holiday to Barbados as well Absolutely incredible The entries close for that one at 6 o'clock Today, Saturday the 5th You're playing across Clyde 1 And our sister station West FM For full T's and C's Go to Clyde1.com So... Hopefully you're keeping up Because those two are exciting They're running all day From now until just before 6 o'clock But we do have some fantastic prizes That are only running until 3 o'clock So I really want to give you as much time as possible To get your teeth into these one Let's cross live to our auction room Cat Harvey has the details of the 2 until 3pm lots Hi Gordon, just uh, to let you know I've just googled the weather in Barbados right now And it's 29 <laughs> degrees and sunny oh, well, I'll bet it is. So <laughs> 29. I can just see shugging his wee speedos there. Oh, Loving his life. Um, <laughs> okay, your your prize is up for grabs between two and three today. We've got some crackers. We have a signed Rangers legend bottle of gin. Now that is a legend of your choice. It could be Alex Ray if you wanted. He would sign the bottle of gin. Um, and we also have a signed Stephen Gerrard boot, and that is framed. So that is lot number one donated by Alliance Events. Thank you so much for that. We also have a signed and framed Scott Brown boot and shirt. He is, of course, the Celtic captain, donated again by Alliance Events. So 
Not that I'm going to stir it, Gordon, but a nice bit of old firm rivalry straight away competition. A Stevie G boot up against a Scott Brown boot. So who's going to win that and give us the most money? Who knows? Um, also, in this hour, we have a St Mirren FC experience donated by St Mirren. And that means the club are going to offer a family match day experience for season 21-22 when it's safe to do so, of course. And this is going to include um, places for two adults in the boardroom, up to four kids. And the best bit, your kids can be the mascot for the day and they get to meet the Paisley Panda. Um, the first team squad as well, but obviously meeting the Paisley Panda would be the, the best thing for the wee kids. And also, we're going to name the stand after the family for the match. So that's an incredible prize. That's lot number three. We also have lot number four, a signed and framed Virgil van Dyke shirt donated by Alliance Events. And this is a signed Liverpool top, of course. And he did pick up the Champions League. So that's a nice one to have as well. And a wee sneaky festive bonus has come in, Gordon. Um, didn't expect this one. So I'm just going to add this to the list as well. And it's from our friend of the show, John Higgins, world snooker champion four times. He's going to give a framed and signed waistcoat that he wore during the 2020 Snooker World Championships at the Crucible. And this was the waistcoat, the lucky waistcoat. He got his only World Championship 147 wearing this one in the second round. So it's a very, very special waistcoat. I don't know if it's been washed or not. Maybe a wee scoosh of Febreze, but that's a, a good one as well. So that's your, your lots up for bids at the moment. And of course, the way to do that is to give us a call on 0141 556 2468. That's 0141 556 2468. And I can tell you that the socially distanced Cash for Kids elves are here and ready to take your calls. Are you ready to go, girls? <laughs> Didn't rehearse that at all. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much to Cat Harvey in the auction room. Incredible prizes. What a start that is, by the way. So you've only got till three o'clock for them. So be quick if you're talking about the Rangers Legends Gin, the signed Stephen Gerrard boot there together. You've got a signed Scott Brown boot and shirt, the St. Mirren FC experience. Now these are money can't buy. You're going to get the stand named after your family for the game, uh, buddies, fans. And what about that? Virgil van Dyke, one of the best players on the planet, signed and framed shirt from him. And again, I keep saying it, money can't buy the waistcoat, which was worn by John Higgins when he got that 147 at the World Championship. We don't know if it's washed or not, but that, that doesn't really matter. Absolutely incredible stuff. And those are only open until three o'clock. So be quick. 0141 565 2468. 0141 565 2468. Get your calls in. What a start, Hugh Evans. Who washes waistcoats? I'm not taking my washing <laughs> round to Cat Harvey's place, that's for sure. But magnificent uh, on behalf of John Higgins and Liverpool Football Club really coming through for us today. Virgil van Dyke's shirt and uh, that fantastic offer from David Robertson. Uh, if I call him David Robertson again, Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson. I've got All David week. Robertson sitting in there. That's why I keep getting it wrong. He's sitting in there, but the. The real man is Andy Robertson Fantastic offer from him Of that uh, meet and greet at mm. Anfield Can't be beat Yeah those two are running all afternoon remember So that's absolutely fine We'll keep them ticking away But get your bids in nice and early The ones that Kat just read out to you Only running till 3 o'clock So if you're in any doubt You want to get your bid in 01415652468 Gordon DL's not with us Mark But he's already texted in He wants to bid a fiver For the meet and greet uh, With Andy <laughs> Robertson To kick that's, him That's kick a off. lot for him Very Trust nice me. of him I tell you what, the prize of the day, though, I know Andy There's Robertson, I've met him, I've played with him, but the Barbados trip for a five <laughs> is, you know, that, that's a steal. Trust me, uh, you've not got the complexion to handle the coconut beach. <laughs> do you, do you know what, two of my grandkids have been in Barbados, and, and they're only five and seven. They're, really? My, really? They're 
Daddy was born in Copenhagen But brought up in Barbados mm. So let me tell you I've seen the photographs I'd love to see it It's meant to be a happy Inspiring day Alex Ray genuinely just looks Upset that, that we're in Clyde Bank And not Barbados <laughs> right now No but the prospect is uh, amazing For £5 Gordon It's a, it's a bargain yeah, if It's win-win Because listen We know that auctions Aren't for everyone We know that you, not everyone Can dig deep and, and spend lots of money On auction prizes So we just really want to make that Accessible for everyone You pay £5 You're doing your bit for charity And you might even end up In Barbados as well Talk about a win-win situation Right it's going to be A busy mm. afternoon It always is But we've got football as well Three o'clock Kick-offs in four massive games and I'll tell you what, they've all got a wee claim in there for game of the day in one way or another. Let's go to Fir Park, Motherwell against Hibs. What a week it's been for Motherwell, Fraser Wishart. Yeah, actually, what a strange couple of weeks uh, for Motherwell, Gordon. You know, it's been a strange week off the park, as you said, and on the park. I do think this is game of the day. Really looking forward to it. Two really good and open and attacking teams. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was on the, the show having just spoken to a very angry Alan Burrows in the stand at McDermott Park. I just found out that two of his players were having to self-isolate after a trip with Scotland under-21s. They got an undeserved point that day, quite happy with it after all the circumstances. They then lost to St. Johnson in the League Cup here last Saturday. It was a huge disappointment to them. Then you fast forward, as we've all been talking about, they're kicking a ball this week. Mother have rocketed from 8th to 5th in the table. Six points, six goals in their pocket thanks to an SPFL tribunal decision. And all of that means that a win today would leave Mother only two points behind today's opponent's Hibs in fourth place, which is extraordinary when you think of the good start to the season that Hibs have had and all the good plaudits that uh, Jack Ross and his players have got. And it's no wonder that Jack was wondering exactly what happened in newspapers today. But as I said earlier, both teams play a really open style of football, so this is making of an absolutely cracking football game. Mother are boosted by the return from self-isolation of Barry Maguire, who's on the bench, but in particular Alan Campbell, who gives that bit of drive from midfield and was sorely missed in the last couple of weeks. Tony Watt looks happy settled, they need a bit more from the other forwards but they're without Devante Cole who's injured with a hamstring problem and at the other end Hibs have plenty of options up front like Nisbet, Boyle, Murphy, Dodgers on the bench, they'll cause any team in the Premiership problems uh, Premiership problems on a day-to-day basis Good to see Scott Allen back involved in training this week and uh, for Hibs they're missing him obviously but they're also missing Kyle McGuinness who has got a hamstring problem, being three changes for Motherwell from the team that played last week against St Johnson, Chapman the goalkeeper drops out along with Crawford and Cole, Income Archer Campbell and Long Jordan Archer's in goals are back four Stephen O'Donnell Beavis Mugabe Declan Gallagher Nathan McGinley in midfield Mark O'Hara Alan Campbell and Liam Polworth with Callum Lang Chris Long and Tony Watt up front on the bench Aaron Chapman David Devine Ricky Lamy Liam Grimshaw Barry Maguire Robbie Crawford Dean Cornelius Sherwin Seedorf and Jack uh, Jake Hasty I should say four changes for Hibs Mackie McGregor Mallon and Doidge out from the win against Dundee last week Hanlon Stevenson Holberg and Wright coming off your Marcianos in goals back four Paul McGinn Ryan Porteous Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson in midfield Dre Wright Melker Holberg Joe Newell and Jimmy Murphy with Martin Boyle and Kevin Nisbet up front. On the bench for Hibs, Dylan Barnes, David Gray, Darren McGregor, Josh Doig, Stephen McGinn, Stevie Mallon, Stephen Bradley, Jamie Gullen and Christian Doidge. And the referee today at Fir Park is Andrew Dallas. OK, what a game to look forward to. Motherwell against Hibs at Fir Park. Let's go to the Smyza Stadium. St Mirren against Aberdeen. Roger Hannes keeping an eye on that one. 
Yeah, and he's doing meet again at the Smyzer Stadium here just seven days. Gordon, after the buddies beat the Dons 2-1 to reach the Betfred Cup quarter-final here at home to Rangers. Okay, Dormus and Jamie McGrath were the goal heroes for the hosts. But, of course, the winner needed a sizable helping hand from the Aberdeen goalkeeper, Joe Lewis, on his way into the net late on. Since then, St Mirren have been a subject of a police probe into allegations of financial irregularities. And, of course, they've been handed those two 3-0 defeats by the SPFL Tribunal, which investigated the postponements of league games here against Ackies and Motherwell. That punishment leaves them above Hamilton at the bottom of the Premiership on goal difference alone and certainly heightens the need for points for Jim Goodwin's team this afternoon. The Dons themselves have been hit by their own COVID problems this season, most recently when they lost Lewis Ferguson, Ross McCrory and Conor McLennan for three games after the Scotland Under-21 fiasco over in Greece. But McFerguson and McCrory start in midfield today and McLennan is back on the bench. This is actually Derek McInnes' men's fourth visit to Paisley of 2020 and they've had one draw, one win and one defeat so far. As for the buddies, well, despite the victory, there are a couple of changes for Jim Goodwin, club captain Joe Shaughnessy, once of Aberdeen, is back in the back forward, replacing Sam Foley. And Ethan Erhahon has signed last week a new deal through to 2023. He's in back in the midfield for Cammy McPherson. So they will go with Jack Anik in goal. It's a flat back forward. Marcus Fraser, Joe Shaughnessy, Conor McCarthy and Richard Tate. Jake Doyle Hayes sits just in front. Then it's a four of Dylan Connolly, Jamie McGrath, Ethan Erhahon and Ilkay Durmus with John O'Beeka again, the lone front man for the host on the bench. Linus, Mason and McPherson Flynn, Foley and McAllister Marias, Dennis and Erwin Three changes in all for Derek McInnes Ash Taylor is back along with Ferguson and McCrory into the starting 11 at the expense of now again Dean Campbell and Funso Ojo so it looks a flexible lineup. we think they're going 3-4-2-1 which would be Joe Lewis in goal the three at the back Ash Taylor Tommy Hoban and Andy Considine across the middle Matty Kennedy Ross McCrory Greg Lee and Johnny Hayes with Lewis Ferguson and Ryan Hedges invited to get close to front man Sam Cosgrove in the bench Woods, Logan and Devlin Ojo, Main and McLennan Hernandez, Campbell and Edmondson and the referee at the Smyzer Stadium this afternoon is Bobby Madden Lots of great football to look forward to this afternoon Hamilton against Kilmarnock um, I don't know what we're calling this is this a disciplinary derby Mark Guidi, Kilmarnock uh, getting robbed of the chance to win the points and Hamilton getting awarded the points during the week yeah, well, Kilmarnock will come into this game feeling aggrieved and, and Hamilton are absolutely delighted. The three points that they've been awarded for the 3-0 victory against St Mirren puts him joint uh, with the buddies at the bottom of the table. So it's been a good week for Brian Rice, but for Kilmarnock, they're not happy at all with the SPFL investigation and made their feelings known that they lost uh, three points. So um, it's bad enough for Kilmarnock just now. They have such a depleted squad. There's only six on the bench, named by Alex Dyer today. So they will come in it. Feeling a bit down, and for Hamilton Ackies, you would expect them to have a spring um, in their step. They go with a 4-4-2 formation. It's Ryan Fulton in goals, Lee Hodson, Scott McMahon, Ben Stilling and Brian Easton at the back. It's Haki Madoffin, Aaron Martin, Ross Callaghan and Scott Martin in midfield. And up top, it's David Moyle and Callum Smith on the bench. For Brian Rice's team, Olabi, Gurley, Hamilton, Trafford, Hughes, Mino, Winter, Monroe and Thomas for the visitors 4-2-3-1 for Alex Dyer's team Danny Rogers in goals at the back Aaron McGowan Kit Broadfoot Clevy DiCamona and Brandon Houndstrup in midfield the holding two Alan Powers and Mitch Pinnock and it's Aaron Tishbola Eamon Brophy and Greg Kilty in behind Nicky Kabamba on the bench as I say just six uh, for the Ayrshire men Colin Doyle Ronnie McKenzie Danny Whitehall Callum Waters Yusuf Malumbo and Ali Taylor. Today's match referee at Aki's is Willie Collum. Uh, let's go to the Tony Macaroni Arena Livingston against Dundee United. So much 
intrigue around the team selection for Dundee United today because the news during the week nine players isolating, no Mickey Mellon, no backroom staff. What on earth was the team line going to look like, Dave Galloway? Um, might I suggest it's not that much under strength? Yes, uh, we'll come to that in just a moment. You are absolutely bang on the money there. When you come to the subs bench, though, Gordon, that is where you will see the difference. But, of course, the build-up to this one overshadowed by events off the pitch and surely more developments to come on this. Caretaker Livingston manager David Martindale is looking to enhance his chances of landing the job permanently by leading his side to victory against uh, a Dundee United side, which has, of course, made uh, headlines this week for all the wrong reasons. He certainly seems to have the living Livy dressing room's support. Dundee United Academy coach Tam Courts has been thrust into the spotlight taking charge of the Tangerines training for the past couple of days and he's in the away dugout today as boss Mickey Mellon, his backroom team and nine players self-isolate. Let's take a quick look at the lineups then. Uh, just the one change for Livingston, Julian Serrano in for Tevi Lawson. So it's Max Stryek in goal at the back, and Nicky Devlin, Jack Fitzwater, John Guthrie and Julian Serrano. Holding midfielders Craig Sibbald and Marvin Bartley. Further forward, Josh Mullen, Scott Pittman and Alan Forrest with Matej Poplatnik leading the line. Substitutes for Livy today, uh, McCrory, Robinson, McMillan, Brown, Taylor Sinclair, Ambrose, Emmanuel Thomas, Tiffany and Steve Lawson. Now, very interesting uh, Dundee United lineup indeed. Only three changes: uh, Dylan Powers, Ian Harks, and Lawrence Shankland come in for Paul McMullen, Nicky Clark, and Callum Butcher. It's Ben Segrist in goals. Back three: Mark Reynolds, Ryan Edwards, and Mark Conley. Midfield: Liam Smith, Dylan Powers, Jean Do Fuchs, and Adrian Sporla. With Ian Harks playing off Mark McNulty and Lawrence Shankland up top. The substitute. Plenty youngsters on the bench. Mehmet, Apare, Nielsen, Watson, Hutchison, Robson, Duffy, Caves and Malcolm. And the match referee is Don Robertson. Well, well, well. We expected lots of changes to the Dundee United team. The squad has changed, but only three changes to the starting 11. I wonder, though, if we've heard the last of that. You'll have seen on social media um, club photos, lots of suggestions that Dundee United haven't been helping themselves with regards to this uh, COVID situation. And, of course, at the end of a week where St Mirren and Kilmarnock uh, were effectively docked points or, or unable to fulfil the fixtures punished by the SPFL for it, we'll take a look back on all of those developments and keep you up to date on the Cash for Kids Sports auction next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What a day of football we've got lined up for you. We've just given you team news from four big Premiership matches to big ones tomorrow as well. Let's give you an update on our Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cash for Kids Sports Auction though, sponsored today uh, by Central Car Auctions. Remember, we've got two unbelievable all-day prizes running. The meet and greet with Andy Robertson, tickets to the game, uh, tonight's accommodation, four-star hotel in Liverpool, signed shirt, meet and greet with Andy Robertson. It's all there. That one is running until quarter to six this evening and we've already had an incredible opening bid on that one from Michael Carlin at £5,000 so that one is sitting there at £5,000 so thanks to Michael Um, I'm sure he won't mind me saying let's see if we can eke as much out of that as possible as the afternoon 
progresses And of course the holiday to Barbados Unbelievable You only need £5 Five of your sterling To get involved with this one It's just a text competition Text SUN to 84901 A £5 donation to Cash for Kids A standard message rate And you could be off to Barbados next year Incredible So those are running all afternoon But we've got really to get a move on On the following prizes This is your 30 minute warning on the following lots We've got some that are running from 2 until 3pm So you don't have long Let's go back to the auction room Cat Harvey will bring us up to speed on what we've got so far And what we need to do between now and 3 o'clock Cat. Yeah, hi Gordon Yeah, a bit of work to do here We've got some good bids in I mean, that one for the Andy Robertson package Is absolutely amazing Five grand I wonder if we can top that But um, of the ones so far from this hour The signed Rangers legend Gin Plus the Stevie G boot Which is framed, of course Is sitting at £550 at the moment And that is Paul Rowe that has uh, put that bid in So it's sitting at 550 Up against that, of course Is the Scott Brown boot and shirt It's framed as well And it's only at £150 I say only, it's still a great, a great amount of money. Thank you to Kevin Prentice for that bid. So um, just to just to reiterate, Gordon, if any old farm farms are kind of curious about this, five fifty for the Rangers, one hundred and fifty for the Celtic at the moment. Um, the St Mirren Prize, which is a great one, you know, you get the boardroom for your adults and the kids. You get to be the mascot and the stand named after you. It's sitting at a hundred pounds, and that's Paul Kelly that's bid for that. So that's you know that's it's good money still, but we can do a lot better than that at the moment. This is astonishing. The signed and framed Virgin. Van Dyke shirt, the Liverpool shirt, has no bids at all. What an amazing Christmas present that would be for any Liverpool fan. So um, that's sitting at no bids. And also John Higgins, who's, who donated the clothes off his back, for goodness sake, his amazing waistcoat, it's still to get some bids as well. So we need any kind of bids at all would be brilliant. Call us on 0141 565 2468 or have a look at the items on the website, which is Clyde1.com. Also, you can see them in the Super Scoreboard Twitter page, but we want to get as much money as possible to help cash for kids. Oh, there we go. I can hear the phone ringing 01415652468 we can definitely do better between now and 3 o'clock I don't know if, there, if, if there's a problem with the radio out there in Glasgow in the west far be it from me to lecture you but a signed and framed Virgil van Dyke shirt he is arguably the best defender on the planet he is one of the best players on the planet he's played up here he's won the Champions League he's won the English Premier League and at the moment we're still waiting on an opening bid for a signed and framed Virgil van Dyke shirt. The frame will be worth about 50 quid, for goodness sake. Never mind uh, what the shirt is worth. And that's only open till three o'clock. John Higgins signed, framed the waistcoat. This is the one he wore when he got his 147. We're talking money can't buy here. What an incredible Christmas gift those would be. And listen, let's address the elephant in the room. I know you Celtic fans are feeling a little bit frustrated, a little bit angry at the way things are at the moment, but there's a bigger picture here. First of all, it's for the kids, it's for the children. And second of all, when all's said and done, Scott Brown's the captain that won nine in a row for Celtic. There's a signed and framed Scott Brown boot and shirt in there, and it's only sitting at £150 just now. I know we can do better. And point number three, Celtic fans, remember your club was founded for charitable purposes. And in particular, That's it, tug on the heartstrings. And in particular, to help children. So, never mind what's going on 
on the park Never mind the, the St Johnston game tomorrow Your club was founded for charitable purposes So remember, it's Christmas, it's charity, it's the kids And by the way Alex, just think how much the signed and framed Scott Brown boot and shirt Will be worth if Celtic managed to turn this around in one ten in a row Yeah, absolutely, I'm expecting big bids to come in for my mate Craig You bidding for it? My, listen, calm down, we've got a bid here I'm just going to get the bidding going My mate Craigie Carroll says he'll give £50 for the Virgil top I'll double that to 100 Right, let's get it going. Oh one four one five six five two four <laughs> six eight. I could hear the phones ringing up there. And the Andy Robertson package, the holiday to Barbados. They're running all day. The Andy Robertson one is sitting at five thousand pounds just now. So thanks to Michael on that one. Let's see if we can get it even higher now. Just before the break, we got team news from Dave Galloway at the Tony Macaroni Arena. Livingston against Dundee United. Livingston. Um, are up against a Dundee United side today Who don't have Mickey Mellon They don't have Lee McCulloch They've got hardly any backroom staff And they're without nine players Who are self-isolating Now They've only had to make three changes To the starting 11 But it comes at the end of a week Where the SPFL came down hard On St Mirren And Kilmarnock For their Covid breaches And just in case anyone was in any doubt Roger Hanna About how often we were going to have to deal with these things They just keep cropping up yeah, I'm just looking at the Aberdeen players warming up. I've got bad news for the Aberdeen 8 and also for volleyball and goalie, Gordon, because they've just been superseded in the most stupid act by a football club in the 2020-21 season because whoever thought it was a good idea to gather 49, count them, 49 members of the Dundee United squad, backroom staff and hangers-on and decided to pose them on the pitch with no social distancing that is the most stupid act of any football club in this country and this of all seasons. And of course, Mark Guidi, what that then leads you to, to, to the conclusion of, if you look at the way it's, it's happened this week, it's little wonder Dundee United have just cracked on and, and got this game on today with the players that they've got available because they've now seen what can happen with St Mirren and Kilmarnock that if you're found to have not followed the rules and you postpone the match, you, you will be punished heavily. So... Um, I wonder if we've heard the end of Dundee United's part in all this. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's strange when you consider that your your manager, Mickey Mellon, Stevie Frail, your backroom staff and uh, a number of players are not available, that you don't ask for a postponement because the postponement's there to help you if you follow the letter of the law in terms of the guidelines laid down. So I find it very strange um, that, they've, that they've not asked for a for postponement. I mean, I know Dundee United are, I can't see them being involved in going down, but there's still a long way to go in the season. There's still more than 20 games, so... I'd imagine most clubs under the circumstances would do it, but you're right, you just wonder about the, the, the whole photograph and, and whatever else is going on that day. Well, that's what I was going to say. Dundee United, to my knowledge, still remain pretty quiet on, on the photographs. That's the answer, isn't it, Mark Weedy? That's That's why they're not wanting the game postponed, because they know that everyone else knows that 49 people posed for a photograph and that just scratches the surface. We don't know um, what else went on that day. How close were those 49 people to each other? Yeah, I mean, it's really, we can discuss it, we can, but it's really up to the SPFL if they want to investigate um, this further. And, and bearing in mind what's happened to some clubs um, already this season, you know, Roger's mentioned them already, Aberdeen, Celtic, uh, most recently St Mirren um, and, and Kilmarnock, and uh, there's been more, and, and there will be more. So, uh, you know, it's up to the SPFL if they feel it's necessary to, to look into, <coughs> excuse me, to look into this further. And should Livingston lose the game today they may well try and um, you know, look into it further too uh, Fraser Wisher I'm going to task you with cutting through all of this if you can uh, and, and summing it all up for us because it's been a, an absolute 
mess really in the last couple of nights because we are understandably inundated with angry St Mirren fans, angry Kilmarnock fans, and they keep saying, you know, first of all, does the punishment fit the crime for those two clubs? That that's the first question. Then on top of that, we start going down that route of, well, oh, hold on a minute, what's the difference with the Celtic postponement and the Aberdeen and the eight and, and Ball and Golly and, and how come we are being hit in this way and Rangers players went to a party? It, it's all been getting cast up. Could you try and clear it up for us? Good luck. No, oh, I wish I could. Uh, I think all those are very, very valid points. Um, you know, Aberdeen had a game postponed. They wanted to play it when the Aberdeen eight weren't available, but they're told not to play it. Dundee United nine missing and told to play it and want to play it. It's all very, very confusing. And I think go back to two or three <coughs> weeks ago when we, did, we discussed the issue of taking of, of a 3-0 victory. Um, I said at that time, should take that off the table. This is, a, this is a sport. So if you can play the game, make sure the sport continues. Now, that doesn't mean that St Mern and Kilmarnock and, and, and etc. are found guilty. There's not sanctions on them, but have a different type of sanction. And, and, and nobody, nobody kind of gains out of this. If you're St Johnston, then you're looking at it thinking, what happened there? Because all of a sudden, mother will rocket past you with six goals in the pocket as well. You know, if you're, if you're Livingston, if you're Ross County in that area, all of a sudden you're in, you're in a battle. They should have played the games. I've said this from the very start. Don't award the points against them. It's a sporting matter. Is the, is the game on the field of play? Now, if there's a breach of rules, then there's other sanctions that can be taken. It could even be taking points off clubs, which means that everybody uh, uh, that's actually a sanction and a punishment. You know, I, I just think it's a complete mess and. Of course, now. What, what do you mean by that? What, what would you then do with, with Motherwell, for instance, who were unable to, to play, play the in, in the game? You play the games. You play them. And then take you points play the off. Games and then take points Just off a total number at the end, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So someone could, could easily have won those games. They could have lost those games. They could have drawn them. Who knows? It could have been any result mm. in them. And Motherwell might have beaten Kilmarnock. So, so let's play the game. They might have beaten Simon. Play the game and then those. Might have beaten them 5 0. Take the points from them. Yeah, dare, I, dare I suggest it? I'm only kidding, obviously. Um, R- Roger Hanna, there are a couple of questions I think that, that the arguments centre around. The first one is does does the punishment fit the crime? So kick us off with that for you. It's very difficult to see whether the punishment fits the crime. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure 3 0 score lines, that's a bit kind of arbitrary for me. There's not a lot of games yep. unless. Celtic Rangers involved that finished 3 0. Um, you know what will happen now, don't you? St Mirren will go down in goal difference from Hamilton Ackies, and the whole thing will be revolved around this, this 3 0 scoreline that was given. Um, I do have sympathy for the likes of Motherwell and for Hamilton Ackies, who have missed games um, through absolutely no fault of their own. I'll give you one. I mentioned I touched on the Aberdeen 8 earlier on. The Scottish Government, one of the games they put off was Aberdeen versus Hamilton. Now, if that game had gone ahead, then Aberdeen would have been down eight players and Hamilton would have had an enhanced chance of winning the game. As it was through, again, no fault of anyone's, when the game was replayed, Aberdeen had a full squad and Brian Rice had seven players out injured. So how's that fair on Hamilton Ackies, um, who have done absolutely nothing wrong? Um, so I have no problem with Motherwell getting the six points this week. I've no problem at all with Hamilton Ackies getting the three points this week. Um, I would just have given points. I don't really see any sense um, at mm. all or any rationale in the three nils that have gone with the points the other part Hugh Keevans so the first one is does the punishment fit the crime uh-huh. the second part is to acknowledge that St Mirren and Kilmarnock admitted the breaches now they're not happy with the punishment but they admitted the breaches and the, the one that has caused the most shock if you like or disappointment would be that up to four St Mirren players were car sharing now oh. everybody knows you can't car share never mind four in a, a, a car a confined space uh, and, and going to training So whilst there might be sympathy For the level of punishment mm. 
there, there does need to be a degree of accountability I'd imagine Of course, guilt is agreed But it's the level of accountability That is being called into question here I think the punishments were excessive um, In this of all seasons Football clubs in this country are headed for the precipice because they can't get supporters in. And the, the lack of people coming through the gate is jeopardising the future of clubs. The biggest uh, among them being Aberdeen, who have said they're going to lose £5 million. That will cost jobs. That story will be replicated throughout the land. Therefore, at this particular time, I don't think the SPFL should be further endangering clubs by taking points from them. And as Roger has said, we could get to a situation at the end of the season where somebody goes down on goal difference mm. and we'll be back to the heart scenario, the Partick Thistle scenario. So I think the punishment hasn't been thought through. What, what, what punishment would you give, Hugh, if you don't take the points off? Because a financial punishment would not wash at this particular time because clubs are really struggling financially. I mean, there is a 40 grand fine, but that's been suspended in, in the event of another so, so breach. So... Uh, so <laughs> You, you effectively get away with it if you keep your nose clean. It's not, that's not a punish, punishment at all for me, Gordon. And like Roger said, I think you have to make a stand somewhere. Now, whether it's one goal or three goals, that is now the precedent been set. And, and what are you basing that on? Based on the fact that you think St Mirren players or Kilmarnock, well, particularly St Mirren, I keep going back to this four in a car because I think it's the is the easiest one for people yeah. to to get their head round. Is is that the is that the bit that you are particularly unhappy about? Yeah, well I think that's obviously one of the mainstays I think from day one everyone knew That they had to go in their own pu- uh, public transport There was actually a place where they weren't even allowed to get changed At one point Gordon So they were getting changed in, the, in, in their house Turning up at training mm. And then just going on But you, you also have uh, When you look at some of the details where There was like 10 guys sat on a bench uh, Within one of these small dressing rooms I've been in the dressing rooms, they're tiny So they've, they've clearly broken the rules That's the punishment Now if anyone else then goes and does a similar thing uh, going forward, they know that their club's going to lose points. So you know uh, there, there if, is a consistency if, if the they game fo- if they if they if can't can fulfil the game. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Roger, because we are world champions, it's saying, hold on, what about them? And what about them? And and what about this? So many want to know why weren't Aberdeen or Celtic essentially uh, docked points? And we keep going back to this phrase that that wouldn't happen uh, to the big two. What's your thoughts on that side that- of things? Because Aberdeen and Celtic didn't ask for the games to be put off. Um, to my knowledge, Aberdeen and Celtic would quite happily have fulfilled the fixtures. It was the Scottish Government who forced the hand of the SPFL and the clubs by postponing the games. And that was why, you know, in the case of St Mirren and Kilmarnock, a bit like Clyde last week and Clyde again this afternoon, they have gone to the league and said, we cannot fulfil these fixtures. You've seen it in the Betfred Cup as well, Kelly's game against Falkirk, I think Forfar's game earlier on as well, might have been another one too, I'm losing count, Gordon. But that is the difference. Celtic and Aberdeen were willing to play the games, the decision was taken out of their hands by government. Okay, let's leave that there because we're building up to kick off and it's getting serious on the first law of auction prizes. There's only 17 minutes left to go. So if you want one of these prizes, fantastic prizes, you'll need to get your finger out, so to speak. The signed Rangers Legends Gin sitting at £650. The Scott Brown Booting Shirt were up to 700 on that one. The St Mirren Experience is climbing as well. The Virgil van Dijk signed and framed shirt. What a prize that is. And the money can't buy. John Higgins signed, framed the waistcoat. 16 and a half minutes now left to go. 01415652468. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Right, it's getting to business time on this Cash for Kids sports auction. We have got 12 minutes left to get your bids in for the following prizes. Let's go straight back to the auction room. Cat Harvey can bring you up to speed on what's happening. Oh my goodness, the phones are going crazy. These girls are working working hard for you. I'll tell you, at the moment, we are sitting with a bid of 650 quid from Joanne Muir, and that is for the Rangers gin in the Stevie G boot that's framed. Celtic fans, you must have said something, Gordon, because they have absolutely risen to the challenge. The Scott Brown framed shirt and boot is now sitting at £750. So that's £100 more than Rangers won. And that's John McCormack that's bid for that. We have £340 for the St Mirren experience by uh, Jerry Devlin at the moment. That's still, I mean, I think that's worth a lot more than that. You know, it's up to two adults, four kids. You're getting the to be the mascot. You're also going to get the stand named after you. At the moment, the number four lot, which is the Virgil van Dyke shirt is sitting at £550 and that is Robert Campbell and our very own Mark Guidi has bid £200 for the John Higgins framed waistcoat so um, yeah, oh, actually I can tell you that the Virgil van Dyke as we speak has just gone up to £600 that's John McCormick as well so, right, I can actually hear um, the phone ringing here. I'm going to let you it's go up. it's going crazy I'm going to let you go and answer <laughs> the phone this is your 10 minute warning so this is getting serious now if you want any of those prizes I actually think there are still some bargains to be had there Especially the John Higgins signed framed waistcoat I told you at the start some of these were going to be money can't buy That very much falls into that category That's the waistcoat he was wearing when he got his 147 at the World Championships recently It is a proper collector's item And I know Mark Guidi thinks he's getting his hands on it for £200 but I'm sure we can do better You've got 10 minutes A John Higgins signed it Framed waistcoat What a collector's item that is John McCormick Really appreciate it John well done £600 for the Virgil van Dyke shirt I actually think that could still go up He's yeah. Virgil van Dyke yeah. Hugh Keevans yeah. He is one of the Absolute top dogs Anywhere In the world of football I think we can do more on that one This isn't been an experience £340 Jerry Devlin That's ticking along nicely um, and it's just the This is the way Glasgow works Are we going to get more For the signed Rangers Legends gin Or are we getting more For the Scott Brown Boot and shirt The, the boot and shirts Ahead by £100 At the moment So you have 10 minutes left 01415652468 Get your bids in the Andy Robertson package and the Barbados one, uh, they close a bit later on. Is that someone phoning you, Alex Ray, no, to try and get involved? I, I was in the actually auction? looking at the Motherwell team, but apparently there's a wee bit of music oh, attached to that. Yes, that sorry, yes, yes, sorry. Would, would Mark really fit into John Higgins' waistcoat? That's the we have to ask ourselves. <laughs> I think I'll. I'll he might get one arm in. I'll let you and Mark sort <laughs> that out. Um, let's, let's go back to 01415652468. Nine minutes to go. Quick, get your, your bids in. Uh, Motherwell against Hibbs, Fraser. Um, I, I've been overruled. I personally wanted to watch St Mirren Aberdeen in the studio But the guys have told me It has to be Game of the day um, Motherwell Hibbs yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Fraser Abuse of power yeah, you know uh, Alex Ray you'll stand up for me Without doubt Yeah you wanted the Motherwell game yeah No I threw it out there And you, you <laughs> no, picked no, it Yeah I did do no, uh, Without me. a doubt It's the best game of the day uh, Fraser the, One of the, the, the most interesting pieces of team news We were just talking about Alan Campbell yes. um, He had to isolate Due to the under 21 situation And Stephen Robinson was Given it the old managerial trick yesterday Oh he's not been training He's not been running It might come too soon He was playing every day of the week this afternoon Was he not? 
he was always playing, and I don't believe you, Gordon. I believe you would have wanted the Motherwell game on, and quite right, because I think this will be the, the game of the day, and there'll be plenty of goals in it. But you're right, Campbell was always going to play. You know, he, he, they talk openly about his attitude and his desire and the extra training he puts in. He's a very, very fit guy, and he didn't have COVID as well, so there's no no kind of circumstances that where he, he may have to be tested, etc. And he'll make a big difference. He just brings a wee bit of bite and a bit of drive from the midfield area that was perhaps missing in the last couple of games. I saw him a couple of weeks ago, and they really weren't very good that day. Uh, at but then apart but they managed to sneak a point but this will be a difficult game I just look at the Hibs team and there's, there's, there's match winners everywhere Dre Wright and Jimmy Murphy in the wide areas Martin Boyle Kevin Nisbet up front you've got Deutsch who could come off the bench as well they've got a really really good squad uh, Hibernian but I'm going to go for a 2-2 a here I just think it's one of these days pitch is perfect there's been a bit of rain on it the players will be looking forward to it after all the nonsense off the field in, in the last week or two so I think the players will be absolutely gasping to get out on that pitch and we'll see goals today uh, at the Smyza Stadium St Mirren against Aberdeen Clearly it's been a really tough week For St, for St. Mirren uh, Roger And you have to feel sorry That they're not going to get the chance To to rectify this on the pitch uh, Immediately Jim Goodwin as well Maybe there's a part of him That feels a bit let down I don't know By some of the stuff uh, That's gone on Can this maybe galvanise them? Can it give them a cause To try and and uh, you know Get the bit between their teeth? I think Jim Goodwin will be trying to um, keep his players away from as much of the stuff that's happened off the field as possible. He won't be focusing on the lost points. He won't be focusing on anything else that's happened off the pitch. He will simply be reminding the players of the way they performed here last Saturday night against Aberdeen in the Betfred Cup. Yes, Aberdeen will be stronger today. Of course they will with McCrory and Ferguson back in midfield. Ash Taylor's playing at the back. But Jim Goodwin will be telling his players, listen, you've had a good finish to the Betfred Cup group stages you've gone and won at Livingston a couple of weeks ago you've gone and beaten Aberdeen here last week that's all you need to focus on and Jim Goodwin and his players will believe if they can continue this run of form they will get themselves out of any problems without having to hark back to, to six points that have been taken off them by the SPFL Tribunal this week uh, and my you'll sleep well tonight start of the week comes for you Mark Greedy at Hamilton Kilmarnock you know I like to bore you with at least one the last four league meetings between the sides have all had a red card so you'll need to keep an eye on the, the disciplinary this afternoon uh, well, again I've got, I've got Scotland's top ref will he call him oh, charged. I've got every faith in will he? he's a showman he will not let us down uh, Hamilton against Kelly though Mark again similar can Kilmarnock maybe use that is that something you can you can use a, a bit of a siege mentality yeah, I mean, it thinks, although you, you're looking down the team, it's still a strong start in 11. They've got, as I said, only six uh, subs named, no Chris Burke in the squad today. Gary uh, Dicker, the, the captain, uh, is missing as well. Stuart Finley's uh, missing. So there's a few uh, lads out, but um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a if this is a, a scored draw um, today, but um, uh, we'll wait and see. Is, you, um, is Chris Burke the first player ever to be ruled out with beat the pundit PTSD? <laughs> Uh, Hugh Keevan Saftery He was a bit shocked by it all uh, The last time he was in here And he's not played since Takes it all very seriously Burkey But he'll he be missed Because he's a, an outstanding player I, I know he celebrated his birthday During the week didn't 37 he? 37 years young Tremendous. Well uh, I'll speak up for the oldies Oldies are the best Go on Burkey. <laughs> he's not as old as you I wouldn't get carried away Right no, no. How's this for a bid That's just come in On the Scott Brown Signed boot and shirt Eileen Riley 1,000 800 and eighty-eight pounds. Oh, and Eileen, you can yeah, see, yeah, Eileen, you can see where Eileen's going <laughs> with that one. And you have now four minutes. The the race is on. If you want the signed Rangers Legends gin, you have to 
outbid £650 If you want the Scott Brown button shirt You have to go above 1888 You want the St Mirren experience You need to go above 350 Ah now we're talking Virgil van Dijk £1100 Now we are talking And the John Higgins Framed waistcoat is now up at £300 You've got four minutes to beat them 01415652468 The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard I think I'm right in saying the auction items are now closed The first hour auction items So that is the signed Rangers Legends gin I think, is there a bit in there as well? I think, um, I think I'm right in saying I'm going to go to Cat in just a second The Scott Brown, the St Mirren experienced Virgil van Dijk and John Higgins Those are closed I'll keep you up to speed on what else is happening But let's go back to Cat and get a final tally on those items Hi Cat. Hi, it's been absolutely crazy, Gordon. Yes, there is a signed uh, Stevie G book with that as well, and I can tell you that these ones have now closed, and thank you so much to everyone that's been bidding. Um, the Stevie G book and the gin goes to Ailsa Martin from AS Scaffolding, who bid £1,200, so that's brilliant. Thank you so much for that. The Scott Brown boot and shirt. We've had an interesting bidding war with this one between Jim Riley and apparently his wife Eileen. They've been outbidding each other, Gordon. They've been going up bit by bit, and I can tell you that's now sitting at 2020. 20. It's not been a very good year, but that's how much Eileen is paying for that. So 2020 for that. So brilliant. Thank you so much. The St Mirren experience, donated by St Mirren, of course, uh, went for £340 to Jerry Devlin. And John Horn, he has got the Virgil van Dyke shirt. And that went for a staggering £1,300. So we got there with that one. So that's a brilliant, brilliant prize. And also the, the little John Higgins waistcoat that he won um, the World Championship, I think, in went to John Killen for 500 quid. So we got there, we got there, and there are some special ones in this hour as well. Do you want to know what they are? Yeah, why not? In fact, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a breather. It's quite a lot to get through. Let's just recap on that and, and get a bit of reaction for the guys because that's incredible, Hugh. And I've been watching, I can see the bidding war live mm-hmm. on the screen in front of me. And Eileen Riley and her husband, as Kat says, I'll tell you how the bidding went. So I told you about 1888, didn't I? Yes. The next bid that topped that was 1967 oh, yeah. and then it's been topped and eventually Eileen has won it 2020 £2,020 we got there as well the Rangers lot 1200 the Scott Brown one like I said 2020 I knew we had to do more on Virgil van Dijk 1300 quid. John Horn well done to mm. you sir thank you so much and John Killen 500 on the waistcoat as well I've yet to tally it all up but it's close to £5,000 for those uh, 2 to 3 o'clock items and of course we've got Michael Carlin with uh, the offer of £5,000 for the Andy Robertson meet and greet so we're firing along nicely Absolutely yes The all day prizes I'll keep an eye on them And I'll let Cat do all the hard work I pretended I was divvying these responsibilities up evenly um, In the office earlier on But I'm certainly letting her do a lot of the hard work I'll tell you just about the all day prizes That's your Liverpool package The meet and greet with Andy Robertson Which is an astonishing prize It really is I know you might think I'm bound to say that But I really do mean it We're talking coach travel Two nights accommodation in a four star hotel in Liverpool Two lounge passes for the game of your choice at Anfield Food and drink concluded A signed match day shirt by Andy Robertson And a meet and greet after the match With the man himself That is an astonishing prize Thank you to Andy and the AR26 charity for that It's sitting at £5,000 You have between now and quarter to six To outbid Michael Carlin £5,000 Unbelievable And of course the other one The one that everyone can get involved in Win a holiday to Barbados in 2021 
for just over five pounds. I'm serious. I know. Are we allowed to enter this? <laughs> Are we? Yeah, but you can't win it. Honestly, I don't know, and I wish you wouldn't have asked me that. If I'm being completely honest. But anyway, for everyone else out there, you certainly can. It's a five pound donation to Cash for Kids, so you're helping children right on our doorstep, and you're you're entered into the draw to win the holiday. It's the it's the ultimate win win situation, Hugh Keevans. That was a heartfelt question from Mark Wilson. Are we allowed to enter this? Hundred percent. This is like a man on a Thursday and saying. Announcing on air I won I'm standing beside a man With a vitamin D deficiency here He clearly needs, he needs sunshine quickly What to do is Donate the £5 anyway Right And then we'll, we'll take it for there um, All you need to do To be in with the chance Of winning that Is text the word SUN To 84901 That's SUN S-U-N To 84901 It is an unbelievable prize £5 to cash for kids Your standard message rate and you're in the draw Unbelievable Full T's and C's Clyde1.com You're playing across Clyde1 And their sister station West FM As well That one closes at 6 o'clock Tonight The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde1 Super Scoreboard Do you know It's funny there is a, There's a food chain here Because see actually For a relatively young man I, I'm possibly a bit of a technophobe With certain things um, so I've got IT advisors that I go to in here, but compared to Hugh, I'm I'm Steve Jobs and Bill Gates rolled into one compared <laughs> yeah. to him. So well, he produced his Nokia about half an hour ago from his pocket, Is and I, I still can't desk? believe this thing exists. <laughs> what Hugh or his phone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at let's look at look at. That. I know. We need to get a picture and post that. I've well, done it before. I've done it a million times. That's, ah, it's, ah, that's old news. It takes incoming calls and it makes calls going out. So you need. That's it. The I don't pictures. need to know the temperature of in Tokyo. Do pictures. No. Look at it. And no camera on the back. No. no. You need to strap a digital camera to the back of it. It's honestly like a remote control for the TV. Look at it. Oh, I'm going to do it. Full time Hamilton Ackies against Kilmarnock. Mark Guidi. Full time Hamilton Ackies won Kilmarnock nil and a valuable three points for Brian Rice's men to end off what has been a right good week for them. They now will likely jump up into 10th spot in the table after starting this afternoon in bottom place. The goal came in the 73rd minute. It was a penalty kick. Uh, the Kilmarnock defender, Brandon Hounstrup, uh, was penalised for a handball inside the box. Referee Willie Collum pointed to the spot and Ross Callaghan, who missed one against Dundee United last month, made no mistake, straight down the middle to put Hamilton 1-0 up. Prior to that, the main talking point of the game was the red card for Clevid Dicamona for Kilmarnock. That came right on the half hour. Referee Willie Collum pulled out a straight red to penalise the Kilmarnock defender for a two-footed tackle on Scott Martin. And as I bring you that news, Andy Millen, the Kilmarnock assistant manager on the pitch, speaking to Willie Collum, no doubt about that incident for Kilmarnock they will feel very unlucky because despite being down to 10 men they did control most of the second half Avon Brophy worked tirelessly but just couldn't find the target on a few occasions but for Ackies they could have made it 2-0 over Labby the sub had a chance uh, with five minutes to go but he shot just wide but a great week for Hamilton Ackies but for Kilmarnock after losing uh, that game thanks to the SPFL disciplinary uh, committee's Outcome, um, they have lost another one today to end a miserable week for them. Full time in Lanarkshire, Hamilton Ackies 1, Kilmarnock 0. Another one of these. Goal flashes with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. 
And it's a late one It's a third one for Hibs Motherwell nil Hibs 3 It's a first goal for the club For Stephen McGinn He's a friend of the show So I better congratulate him But I might not speak to him uh, For a wee while Stephen McGinn Wrapping up for Hibs Motherwell nil Hibs 3 And it is full time At Fir Park Here is Fraser Motherwell nil Hibernian 3 Hibs get a deserved 3 points With an excellent second half performance They weren't great in the first But goals from Martin Boyle And subs Christian Doyle And Stephen McGinn Winning the game for Jack Rossi's side Miller had the best of A disappointing first 45 minutes Tony Watt went close On a couple of occasions But close to scoring Came in 36 minutes Alan Campbell With a fierce shot It moved in the air It's fisted away by Marciano But that was only shot on target By either side We hope for more in the second half And it did improve The game opened up And Hibs were excellent Joe Newell's team header In the 52nd minute Bounced into the arms of Archer That was their first effort on goal Then four minutes later A great chance for Muddle To take the lead A brilliant break From inside his own half from a Hibs corner by Stephen O'Donnell he got to the 18 yard box he squared it and Tony Watt with plenty of time fired the ball over the bar when he should have done much better and it was going to be a regret of that miss because almost immediately um, Paul McGinn drove a low cross in Boyle slid in the ball hit Archer but then Boyle wasn't to be denied 59 minutes he controlled a cross from Halberg at the back post excellent finish by the winger in off the far post Muller responded well Polworth in an outswinging corner a bullet header by Beavis Mugabe it hit the post and shot straight across the face of goal and was cleared Marciano didn't even move both sides ran the changes as the game wore on Muller pushed for the equaliser but to be honest they didn't look like getting it Muller uh, pushing hard to get that goal but uh, Hibbs very comfortable hitting on the break sub Christian Dodge almost got on the end of a couple of dangerous crosses then Martin Boyle did make it two in the 85th minute when a low shot uh, took sorry he almost made it two low shot took a slight touch off McGinley and wide with the keeper beaten before Dodge did make it two in 88 minutes good control and Newell passed 16 yards out lovely low finish by the striker just passed it into the back of the net 3-0 in the fifth minute of stoppage time very similar goal to Dodge's goal the ball was pulled back this time to Stephen McGinn running from deep first time finish low past the ball into the back of the net great day for Hibs not only three points but they jump Aberdeen into third place in the table full time at Fir Park Motherwell nil Hibernian three all about three nils for Motherwell this week on the wrong end of one today let's go to the Smyza Stadium St Mirren against Aberdeen here's Roger St Mirren won Aberdeen won St Mirren fall to the bottom of the Premiership table at the end of a miserable week here in Paisley hit with two 3-0 defeats by an SPFL tribunal and the subject of a police investigation they were actually excellent on the pitch but a failure to break down 10-man dons in the final 40 minutes coupled with Hamilton's victory leaves them a point adrift of Ross County at the foot of the table Jamie McGrath's penalty just before the break had cancelled out Johnny Hayes opener before Lewis Ferguson was sent off early in the second half Jim Goodwin's men tried everything to win at the bottom the game but he ended up frustrated by the dogged dons it could have been ahead after just three minutes a lovely flick by John Obika freed Ilkay Durmus a goal hero from the Betfred Cup win over the dawn seven days ago but his shot produced a fine save from Aberdeen captain Joe Lewis Lewis Ferguson just moments later booked by referee Bobby Madden for taking down Jamie McGrath more of him later St Mirren really were bossing the game at that stage a cut back from McGrath to Dylan Connolly he filed over the top after nine minutes when he should have hit the target McGrath's corner then cleared only as far as Dormus and his volley pushed away by Lewis Aberdeen rarely seen as an attacking force at this stage but he did take the lead against the run of play after 37 minutes Matty Kennedy making progress on the left he reached the byline crossed to the back post and there was Johnny Hayes a rare headed goal for a former Celtic winger high into the net past Jack Anik St Mirren complaining to referee Madden about a foul in the build up Jake Doyle Hayes he was booked for his protest 
but St Mirren did get level just six minutes later. Obika turning in the box, the ball hit Tommy Hoban in an outstretched hand. Referee Madden pointed to the spot and the excellent McGrath sent Lewis the wrong way from the spot. Aberdeen sent on Shea Logan for Ash Taylor at the break, tried to reorganise, but it hit with a major setback six minutes later. Ferguson landing his second booking and a red card for taking down Obika on halfway. Don's manager Derek McInnes incensed, he too landed a yellow card from Madden for his protest. St Mirren made changes, they threw on Lee Irwin, they also threw on Cammy McPherson and the midfielder was excellent time and again he threatened the Don's goal. He swung a free kick narrowly wide, he then set up Dormas for a weak shot that was easily held by Lewis. Lewis then spilled a long range shot from McPherson after 71 minutes. McGrath tried to connect and convert on the rebound but it was just to miss out. McPherson threatened again five minutes from the end with a curler just off target. Aberdeen really pinned back, they too made changes and substitute strikers Curtis Main and Ryan Edmondson linked up with the latter finally forcing a save from Saints keeper Jack Anik just three minutes from the end of normal time. Deep into four added minutes twice, St Mirren threatened Joe Lewis down to save at the feet of Richard Tate and then Lee Irwin, the substitute with a last attempt of the game, got round Lewis, hit a shot, it looked for all in the world as if it was going in and somehow Tommy Hoven get back to hack it off the line. St Mirren did everything but win it but have ended up bottom tonight, St Mirren won, Aberdeen won. Let's go to the Tony Macaroni, it's finished between Livy and Dundee United, Dave Galloway. Livingston 2, Dundee United 0 United bared their teeth first Sporless sent in a 30-yard free kick That skipped past Stryek's right-hand post Stryek made a wonderful reaction save To keep out Shanklin's header Following a corner kick But the referee's whistle had already gone Then a really fine flowing move uh, Saw Sporless set up Harks But he scuffed his final effort Livingston hit back And started to enjoy more pressure and possession Serrano sent in a nice tempting cross Which uh, Mullen couldn't get on the end of and Guthrie headed Mullins free kick wide as the half-time whistle beckoned. A strong start to the second half by the hosts. Uh, Mullins long-range free kick turned behind by Segrist, who also did really well to parry Bartley's well-struck shot to safety. The deadlock was broken after 57 minutes. Pittman drove forward in impressive style to smash the ball low into the bottom corner of the net. Guthrie really should have made it 2-0, but turned and shot over from about 10 yards. But it was 2-0 on 75. Four minutes, Bartley scoring from close range after a corner kick. Sporla tried for an equaliser for United. He let fly from about 25 yards, but it flew well over. Chances at both ends in the closing stages, but it's ended here at the Tony Macaroni. Livingston 2, Dundee United 0. And my Clyde 1 super scoreboard man of the match, Marvin Bartley. What a day of football we've had and what a day we've had on the Clyde 1 super scoreboard cash for kids sports Auction The latest batch of prizes The 4 until 5pm lots They are done They're finished So you can stop with your bids for them We do have all day prizes And we've got some uh, I've asked Mark Wilson and Alex Ray To try and come up with something In the second hour As in the last hour I should say As well So I'll tell you all about that And it's the open line next as well It's all happening 0141 951 1025 Was your team in action today? What did you make of the result? What did you make of the performance? And what about tomorrow? Has there ever been this amount of interest for a Celtic v St Johnston league match in the middle of the season? Let us know. 01419511025. After the action, it's your reaction. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray are here, and they want to hear from you. 01419511025. Here until six o'clock. Was your team in action today? How did it go? Were you impressed with the result? I'm sure you managed to watch it on these pay-per-view platforms, streaming services, whatever it may be. Let us know how it went. Are you happy or not? And as for tomorrow, 
Celtic fans, how are you feeling about tomorrow? In another time, in another season, this would be considered a run-of-the-mill league match. St Johnson at Celtic Park, but given everything that's going on, how are you feeling ahead of that game tomorrow? Rangers fans, can you see any difficulty up there in Dingwall? Alex Ray's going, he's setting off at half six tonight. Straight after, yeah, straight after the show, yeah. Um, give us all your thoughts on the matches tomorrow. Um, interesting weekend of football, Hugh. Yeah, uh, tomorrow's huge. Um, Rangers are just in the middle of a purple patch. Nothing going wrong for them. Top of the Europa League group, top of the Premiership. Um, Dave King going to involve supporters even more by offering his 20% shareholding in the club to them um, Stephen Gerrard manager of the month James Tavernier player of the month they can do no wrong at the moment now Celtic can do nothing right against Ross County Rangers uh, could Ross County be the first team to beat Rangers home or away I very much doubt it I did not say impossible do not put the markers on them Hugh but Seems a long shot to me. Right, come on then, give us a call at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Right, this is the one day a year where we come clean and we admit there is more to life than football. There are things out there more important than football. It is our Cash for Kids sports auction sponsored by Central Car Auctions. It is one of the highlights of the Super Scoreboard calendar. Now we've got some terrific prizes between now and six o'clock. We've got some unbelievable Prizes that have been running all day But on the last batch The 4 until 5 o'clock batch They are finished So let's get a final count on those With Cat Harvey They are finished Gordon And it went a bit crazy towards the end As it always seems to do The Scott Brown four, uh, four ball and sign top Went to Dougie Toll Who paid £2,000 for the honour We also had the Ryan Jack top and boots Which finally went to Derek Palmer For £1,600 The Kieran Tierney Arsenal top It was a sign top and boots from him um, Joe Bryce from Tradecast Got that at £1,200 Four ball with Alan McGregor And a sign top as well Went for £1,400 to Graham Ross And the Jack Jack Ross four ball went for £650. It was an anonymous bid, but we have had it confirmed. So I'm guessing it must be a Christmas present and they're not telling them. and They don't want it announced over the radio. Thanks um, to John Horn from the JR Group for um, donating all of those prizes for that hour. And also you mentioned their central car auctions, Gordon, who are sponsoring it. I can tell you that Jason and Jonathan Miller from central car auctions have been in touch and they are adding £10,000 to today's auction total. Wow. £10,000. Unbelievable gesture from the guys there. We are so, so <laughs> grateful. So thankful, as you can hear. That's gone down well in the That's auction nice. room as well. Really incredible stuff. Um, phew, I'm a little bit speechless, which is not ideal for you know when you're a, a no, radio presenter. It's I, not I, great. I've done a quick calculation, and including that very generous £10,000 donation there, I make it that so far today, so far, £32,385. £32,385. Honestly, absolutely incredible. Now, the fun does not stop there because we've got prizes that have been running all day long and they are running all day long for a reason. It's because they're incredible, truly incredible prizes. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm going to rustle my paper for dramatic effect. A Liverpool package with a meet and greet with Andy Robertson donated by Andy and the AR26 charity. This includes coach travel, two nights accommodation in a four-star hotel in Liverpool, two lounge passes. We're not, stick, we're not sticking you up in the, the back of the stand here. Two lounge passes for a game of your choice at Anfield. It includes food and drinks before the game, 
At half time And after the game You get a signed match day shirt By Andy Robertson You get a meet and greet After the match With Andy Robertson And that's for four people Four people One signed shirt But four people get to go Mm. Unbelievable prize It really is And you've got another You've got until quarter to six To get your bids in on that It's sitting at £12,500 Thank you to Thomas Gardner But That is an Outstanding prize I think we can squeeze more out of that So thank you to Thomas But if anyone wants to up bid, uh, bid it for even further It might be Thomas himself 01415652468 You've got until quarter to six And the other one Hugh Do you have the details? I wonder if you'll run through the script yes. uh, For Barbados Because um, I think it needs your sense of drama this one We are giving you the chance to win a holiday to Barbados For just a £5 donation Staying at the beautiful Coconut Court Beach Hotel one of the best beaches in Barbados. You'll soak up the sun, the sea, the cocktails from the beachfront restaurant and bar. Price or prize includes flights from Glasgow or Edinburgh plus transfers. And for your chance to win, just text SUN, S-U-N, to 84901. Okay, remember the lines close for that one on the text at six o'clock. The Andy Robertson one is at quarter to six. So just a little bit of a difference there worth bearing in mind. Do not miss out. Text five, uh, text Sun to 84901. It's a five pounds donation. The ultimate win-win. And for Andy Robertson, 01415652468. That one by quarter to six. Let's go back to the auction room because Kat, I think we've got even more prizes to try and give away between now, um, uh, or to try and auction off, I should say, between now and six. Yeah, I've just got a handful, so not too many left to bid on, but this is a cracker. It's just come in. It was donated by Ian McDonald, and we have a signed, framed Diego Maradona print, obviously very, very rare and very, very valuable now. Um, and it's when he's at the World Cup, and he's, he's apparently on the pitch enjoying a quiet moment. Um, I've not actually seen the print, but it is a signed and framed Diego Maradona print, so that one will absolutely be the best Christmas present in the world. Wow. And I'm pretty sure that Alex and Mark can come up with something to throw in. Come on, boys. Right, what have you got what for you, got you got two? Well, after a long discussion with Mark, he, he actually didn't want to put it out, but because... Because it's for the children. For the children. We are going to put up our usual old firm... Six aside, we bring along ten players. Six aside at any given time, and the usual suspects: McCoy's, McAvenny, myself, Willow, uh, Simon Donnelly, Chris Boyd. The usual suspects. If we can round them all up, we'll have a great game of football for the kids. So you are going to put an old firm select yes. together to take on whoever thinks they're tough enough. Well, I keep bragging year on year, but it's six years now since we've lost a game, and uh, listen, I can't see it happening anytime soon. I know there's a lot of guys out there with money who think they're big enough. They think they're brave enough, shoggy boy. Yeah. But when it comes to the big boys yeah. league, right? Step up to the plate. Now, bear that in mind. That six aside, you can bring ten players, so you can split this cost between ten of you. That is money can't buy, as Alex and Mark said. It will be from a, a pool of players. Some of the names out there: the McCoists, the Boyds. The McAvenny's Well he's been in retirement this year But we might even draft him back out The Rays and Wilsons They've got a wee pool there And they'll pull together a selection for you And you can take them on 01415652468 You're dividing that between 10 people essentially So get your bids in And we'll close that one as well uh, Before the show ends So be quick right? I, I went out to watch them play And uh, it's incredible how seriously they take it. Oh, I know they do. Uh, we were out to film something for the Merry Christmas from Clyde One video and we wanted Chris Boyd to do something for us, which he did, happily. But 
Boydy takes it very seriously. Coisty, although he's 73 now, he takes it quite seriously. Uh, you know, and Sid, because he's the youngest of all of you. Uh, you know McCoy's back in training, he's on the bike and all that trial. Sid's, Sid's 46. <laughs> Well, He's the youngest. I'm, I'm 36. <laughs> you move like you a 46-year-old. <laughs> no, I love Gordon though. These guys that phone up and slaughter players and they give, oh, they should be doing this. Well, now's your chance. Come on, shows what you've it. actually got on the six-a-side pitch. Because, uh, as Alex says, unbeaten in six years. I, it's a good I can't deal, though, Matt, every time I've done this, the guys that actually pitch up, they love it. They, you know, the boys take uh, time out to spend time, take pictures and so forth. Right, great. Get your bids in 01415652468 for that and the Maradona signed photograph you. I mean, the timing on that one, mm. <laughs> unbelievable. Well, what you, a collector's you, item. Exactly. You're moving into a special category there. Uh, the sad passing of Diego Maradona in recent days uh, to have it signed by Diego Armando Maradona uh, that really is a collector's item yeah it really is okay get the bids in we've got the all day prizes as well the holiday to Barbados and the Andy Robertson package let's bring in Stevie who's in Craig End as a Celtic fan Stevie how are you feeling ahead of this game tomorrow I'll tell you what I can't bring in Stevie because there's Producer David is going to have to move him on to the other phone line. There we go. I'll just throw it out there for live everyone. Live radio, live radio. Go. That's the beauty of it. So they can look. He's quick though. Yes, he he's the fastest I've ever seen him move. I'll tell you that. Uh, Stevie, how are you feeling ahead of tomorrow? Um, well, can you hear me, all right, guys? Eh? Got you loud and clear. All right, uh, I actually, I'm not getting any fears for tomorrow. Thursday, obviously, that been started off well. We could have been about three or four up, and then I don't know what the keepers team got, and I mean. But it's just bad. I coach goalkeepers, and I mean, no, it, it's his side all day long. But goal, goal number one and goal number four are down to him, and two and three. But the Celtic players really need to go and, and make the players mind up themselves. They're too busy watching the ball, and then the players that they're playing against are making their own minds up. And by the time that happens, there's this confusion absolutely everywhere. So. Either Stevie Woods needs to have a look at the coaching techniques and give me a phone if he wants any new ones, or get half Neil Lennon's back. Been listening all week, boys, and at the end of the day, let me know he's trying his best, and to me, the more will take care of itself. Steve. I mean, I don't have any reservations, something that we will in the morning. Stevie, you've had a wee pop at uh, Stevie Woods there, but when you look back to Fraser Foster and things, they were, uh, you know, I think that's purely down to the goalkeeper. His confidence is shot to bits. He hasn't had the ground running. And to, and again, I expect this, you have various players who will come in for criticism and the scattergun comes out when the result doesn't uh, go your way. But you can't just blame the goalkeeper on the night. It's the, the sum of the defending was so poor, it was beyond belief. The goal, I think Stevie's got a point. Barkas still... Qu- Huge question marks over him Now he's had to bide his time And I always thought Scott Bain was just one mistake Before he was replaced by Barkas For Barkas to get a second chance But on Thursday night I mean Stevie's right The first goal when we seen the free kick I initially thought oh a good free kick When you watch it back It's a pretty ordinary free kick And he's rooted The fourth goal He constantly dies without Spreading himself Now I'm not, a, I, I'm not a goalkeeping expert But Fraser Foster Used to come out This big presence And you can go back to I, I touched on it on Thursday You know Boric All the best goalkeepers Even Alan McGregor The other side of the city Comes out Spreads himself Barkas seems to Makes die Makes himself smaller Aye but but see, see before it gets to Barkas 
There's, there's three players oh, tracking them, Matt. So there's a saying in football, stop at its source. For me, they're all dipping their toe. They look uh, kind of light. They look fragile. And again, there's a there's an argument. I think, I think in Europe, that's going to happen. You're playing against a better calibre players. They are going to go by you. But year after year, Celtic have relied on good goalies to pull them out of a hole in these competitions. And this season, they just don't have it. And it's, it's coming back and affecting them domestically also if Barkas is poor and he is and Scott Bain was left out for a reason and he was Stevie I'm going to ask you as someone who has knowledge of goalkeepers would you go the whole hog and put Connor Hazard in? To be honest you know, I, mean, no, and I, I do agree with Mark saying obviously Alex saying about like you can't blame me. That, that's that's nothing to do with confidence, Alex. Let me know. And at the end of the day, let me know. He's lined the wall up, and you did cover it. But why did he go to the right? Because the ball was going to the left. No, he gambled. I mean, There's I, no two ways about that, Stevie. He's most certainly gambled. He's he thinks it's going up and over the wall, and he just has to cover his side. So he clearly made a decision that's actually cost him. I don't listen. You know, I don't think anybody can defend that. I'm just talking about the the, the fourth one. Before that, there's so many. Uh, places where it can actually get stopped mm. at source for Celtic here's the thing though about confidence Stevie surely that plays at least a bit of a part somewhere maybe not in the free kick right if, if you don't think it does but but overall confidence um, the, the fact that the people in front of him aren't helping him out it must play a part when you consider that he's a Greek international goalkeeper in the last international break when he wasn't doing anything with Celtic he went away and played with Greece he's played in the group stages of the Champions League with AEK Athens I, I'm not saying I know that he's a brilliant goalie but you have to imagine this is his form dipping for a reason and is that because of the guys in front of him the lack of confidence there must be something else rather than him just not being very good You've got to trust the guys in front of you, Gordon, but being a goalkeeper's the most isolated and lonely job that you can ever I played in goals and obviously I mean you sit and you you go, Do you know what? If they get by him I mean I need to come out and the end of the day when you come out in the box, you need to come out with conviction. And I agree with Mark, the fourth man he should have killed the guy. So he should have I'm pardon the phrase, but he should have come out, made himself big and go, do you know what, this is my ball and I'm taking Ayer, I'm taking the ball, I'm taking him. But if he doesn't trust the guys in front of him, it comes for the keeper coach. I don't care what you say, it comes for the guy coaching because he talks to the defenders and says, this is what I've been working with him on all week and this is what I need you to do. I mean, so if at the end of the day everybody's doing their wanted waiting for Neil Lennon, it's nothing to do with Neil Lennon. There it is. He's trusting his coaches. So he is, and that's to me that's one of the mistakes that he's making. To me, I would just take the full responsibility of the whole team himself. So it's because Lenny was good at defending, he was solid. So he was and at the end of the day when he went to the ball, so that he got the ball. Sell it play or something doing that. So what are you trying to say? How if if Neil Lennon is the manager and he is setting the team up and picking the players and, and the formation and the tactics, how how is he not responsible for the defending? Because at the end of the day, Gordon, I mean, that's where you've got your coaches there for, your John Kennedys, your Gavin Strattons and your Stevie Woods. Well, hold on, though. That, that's for any manager. Forget about Neil Lennon for a moment. That is some arrangement. If you can allow your your coaches to just take all the blame and things go wrong and you don't need to. Well, but the thing is, it's a team effort, Gordon. I'm just saying to you, know, I mean, because he's the guy at the top, is he's the guy that they're calling for. All I'm saying is, is I coach my team. Sorry, but at the end of the day, the full responsibility of what they do, the way they play, 
but means that you, you sit and say to the lads, this is what you do. Alec, you know yourself managing, you sit and say, if you go five, you go ten, you shut the board down, you meet the guy at the earliest point that you can and make sure they doesn't get that cross in. I watched him Thursday night. That guy for the third goal, he should have been put in Rose Ed. I don't know what they were doing, he ran by three of them. Well, but see, see, sorry, sorry, because we're, we're, we're diverting all over the place. See, if you're talking about, as Stevie's saying there, about going five or going ten, uh-huh. Ryan Christie tracks the guy back for the first one and he doesn't stand in his feet, right, you know, and, and track him the whole way, Gordon. He makes it full uh, on the edge of the box. And at that point, right away, you're saying to yourself, see, for me, I, 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 that is actually cheating, Gordon, because the thing is, if you can, he could have stood up, that guy's not going to run away from him, and he just gives away a silly free kick in that instance. That results in the game kind of changing at that particular time. Again, it's a mistake after that. But I think Ryan Christie can do better as well. I think it's it's almost as if a case of I am running back. But the, the actual foul in the area it's, it is so naive. But in amongst there, Stevie said, Hugh, now Neil Lennon's the guy at the top. That's why they call for him. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. always been that way. It yeah. will always be that way. Yeah. Um, this goes beyond the goalkeeper. Ayer, poor. Uh, Ilhamed, poor. Um, Beaton, poor uh, Julian didn't even get a, a start Duffy, nowhere to be seen now uh, At the back It is an ocean-going shambles Okay, thank you very much to Stevie 01419511025 Important auction update coming next And we're going to speak to Jerry in Kilwinning The games are over The talking begins 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 01419511025 to get in touch on the phones. That's for the open line, of course, the, the auction number is different and I'll get to that in just a second. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Um, let's. We're going to speak to Jerry Inco winning. Let's go back to the auction room though because you've only got 20 minutes left on three of these prizes, Cat Harvey, where are we? Yeah, there's only the three. There's only the three left to go, and uh, the Liverpool package is sitting at twelve thousand five hundred pounds. Thomas Gardner has got that one at the moment, but you know it, it's amazing for four people. The San Diego Maradona picture um, it's sitting at £400 Liam Boyle from Primex has come in with that one and Alex and Mark your six aside game um, where you can bring ten players and you're going to face the likes of perhaps Frank McAvenny, Tom Boyd Simon Donnelly and Ali McCoist Kevin from the Scottish Fire and Rescue Service is sitting with £1,200 for that one so I think we can maybe get a wee bit more for that one fingers crossed so that's the three bids that are left and you know every single penny will make a massive massive difference as I said a little bit earlier if you didn't um, catch it we're, we're giving out £35 grants to families that don't um, have have the money for the essentials at this time of year like food and fuel and nappies and a little toy and we already Cash for Kids have £300,000 worth of applications in the system so we really do need to raise as much as possible this year and we know it's a really, really tricky year for so many people um, 2020 has been a wee bit grim but if you do want to bid on the Liverpool package the San Diego Maradona top or the amazing Six aside game with legends like Alex Ray and Mark Wilson, then please do give our little Cash for Kids elf a call. It's 0141 565 2468. 0141 565 2468. And Gordon, time is running out. Yeah, it's getting serious. 20 minutes to go on the Andy Robertson prize. 
the signed Maradona photograph and the six asides against an old firm select. Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are going to arrange it, but they're going to be calling on the likes of Ali McCoist and Chris Boyd and Frank McAvenny, Simon Donnelly, guys like that. There are loads of them that they always uh, pick from. It'll be about who they can get on the day. But what a prize that is. That's sitting at 1,200 quid. Remember, you can divide it by 10 folk. You can bring 10 players along. So Kevin at the Scottish Fire and Rescue, we thank you. I think we could maybe get a bit more out of that between now and 5.45 same with the Maradona thank you Liam Boyle uh, £400 but again it's Maradona a signed photograph and we all know the sad news recently so I think we can up that one Andy Robertson this is the big prize this is the one that really is getting all the, the bids thrown at it £12,500 from Thomas Gardner it's an extraordinary amount of money but it's an extraordinary prize and it's for four people. So if you have the means, and I know it's a big ask, but it's going to the, the best of causes, 20 minutes to go. I still think we might be able to beat that. 12 and a half grand. Let's see what we can do. And the one that runs just a little bit longer, this runs till six o'clock. Alex Ray, tell them. Tell them about the Coconut Court Beach Hotel in Barbados. During the last break, we decided we decided to have a wee look at the facilities there, and I have to say they're absolutely top drawer. Willow's devastated. It looks freezing just looking at it. Looking at the window and then looking at that computer and seeing this hotel, amazing. Now remember. The beauty of this is I know I'm I'm so so aware That not everyone can auction Not everyone can spend These large sums of money But you can win this For a fiver Pretty much Absolutely. It's a five pound donation To Cash for Kids Your standard message rate And you could win it I just I can't See the dictionary definition Of smug Hugh Yeah You would need to You would need to update it With a picture Imagine you're lying On that beach next year And you think I'm here because I gave a fiver to help hungry children in my local area. I mean, it, it, it would be an unbelievable prize to win. And all you need to do is text SUN, S-U-N, to 84901. That's SUN to 84901 before six o'clock. The Liverpool package, the Maradona, the six asides, those are quarter to six. So do not hang around. 0141 565 2468. Put it this way. If I win that trip to Barbados, I am buying a pair of shorts. Oh, there we go. Can't say, can't say further than that. Let's bring in Jerry and Co. Winning. Uh, Jerry, back to the serious stuff, the football. Um, how are you feeling at the moment? Um, not, not great, Gordon. It's, I'm not looking forward to the game tomorrow because the defence, as we talked about, is an absolute shambles. Um, it's, it, there are bigger issues, though, at play, Gordon. It, just very quickly, last week's protests, I have no time for it whatsoever. I hope nobody shows up. I'm talking purely from the point of view of the pandemic. But I will say this, if you're going to criticise footballers, criticise everyone else who has protested throughout the summer. I don't care whether it was exam results, Black Lives Matters or statues. Every single person who protested helped spread the virus. So that's my own personal viewpoint. Well, my own personal viewpoint, Jerry, is you're allowed to condemn something that you feel is wrong without also condemning everything else that you have ever thought was wrong since the dawn of time. So if you expect us to start mentioning those things in relation to last week, ain't going to happen. Well, I'm talking, well, anyone who protested God about the summer, I'm sorry, but help spread the virus. That's my opinion. I'm not saying the issues are, I totally agree with the issues, but the fact that we're protesting, I condemn it. I also condemn the football fans last week. Um, on to the, the issues regarding the, the Celtic board, though. Celtic fans are angry, quite obviously. But this all goes back to 2012. And we all know what happened in 2012. And obviously, you guys in the media don't really talk about the truth of what happened. But the fact is that the Celtic board let Rangers get away with it. They let them keep the tainted titles and the trophies. 
They let the SFA give them a, a European licence in 2011 when they owed money to HMRC. That's what the whole Resolution 12 thing was about. But even this this year, you know, you look at the players who've contracted COVID. Ryan Christie had to isolate when Keir Tierney was allowed to play. No answer was ever given for that. But the Celtic board didn't really say anything, didn't really condemn it. And, and even issues such as the referee, and you look at what happened to Jeremy Frimpong at Firth Park a few weeks ago, that was a potentially career-ending injury he got from Devante Cole. But Cole got a yellow card and everyone was happy. Celtic board didn't say anything, just moved on. Celtic fans are angry that the Celtic board don't stand up for their club anymore. Just just so that we've got this straight, Jerry, just because we are covering a lot of ground. So the people to blame for, for Celtic's position at the moment are HMRC, Rangers, the referees, the health boards in England and Scotland, and wait for it, the COVID worldwide pandemic. Yeah? I'm sorry, you completely misunderstood my point. The Celtic board are not standing up when these decisions are going against Celtic. They haven't done for a decade now. That's my issue. That's why we're angry with Celtic board. Well, I, I haven't misunderstood your point. You want the Celtic board to stand up against the fact that the health boards couldn't allow Ryan Christie to play but could allow Kieran Tierney to play for Arsenal. What's the Celtic board got to do with that? How are why, they going to change that? Ch- I'm asking them to make a statement, challenge the decision, at least complain about it. I mean, if I can't allow... Rangers complained about, you know, some kind of... Donald Trump-style conspiracy. I think Donald Trump might have took his uh, scripts from the, the Rangers board when he's complaining about voter fraud. But at least they actually stand up for their club, even if they've you know, no, not got a leg to stand on, quite literally. Why don't the Celtic board stand up for Celtic? That's all I'm asking. So, uh, pardon me? You, you may be the best person to answer this, Hugh, because obviously you've been in the game a long time. You've seen it all, you've done it all. Why don't the Celtic board stand up for Celtic? Uh, I do believe that they do stand up for Celtic. Uh, the, the crisis that Celtic have at the moment is on the park. There's not a lot that Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond can do about dodgy defenders. Um, you, you're upset because Celtic didn't do enough to try to put Rangers out of business. Um, you've got a very narrow-minded approach to the whole thing. Uh, and the, the what's Dermot Desmond or Peter Lovell supposed to do about a Devante Cole tackle I think you've been driven stand up demand that the SFA retrospectively deal with it I think is the gist I do understand you have been driven to the end of your tether I met a man on the platform at Westerton Railway Station this morning who said to me this season has just not panned out the way I hoped it would as a Celtic fan and I think that's the same for you Jerry Celtic have watched the season very very quickly fall apart and you and others are now driven to the end of your tether but really to come on and say that the club did not do enough to put Rangers out of business is that the way you see life? Well that, listen it's hard to come back well, Mark, You played for that, the club and, and you were a fan growing up I'm sure, I'm sure you still are did the Celtic board need to stand up more for their fans um, against Covid no, and I, I, Rangers? I'm, I'm with you but this one I think the Celtic board um, do do their part for Celtic I, I just don't get where Jerry's coming from going back to 2012 and you know the board's not making statements the ta- no listen it's on the pitch it's a problem and this is a problem when players don't perform and make mistakes time and time again everyone's getting it and I'm, I'm hearing this argument time and again now it's creeping up the board sack the board get Peter Lawwell out get Dermot Desmond out it's absolutely nonsense. Millions of pounds have been spent on that team. Uh, Kieran Tierney's money was fantastic business. An academy boy 
earning the club £25 million. The unfortunate thing for Celtic is that they took the money, Kieran Tierney's money, and they have wasted it on players who are unworthy of playing for Celtic. If nothing else, um, Jerry, I must admit, we've never had one call that managed HMRC, Rangers, COVID, the health boards, referees, and Donald Trump in the one call. So I'll at least salute you for that. Thank you, Jerry and Co. Winning 01419511025. That's on the phones. Slightly different number for the auction. I know that's confusing, but it's important. 01415652468 on the auction. Um, do you know what? It is really important. It's much more important than all of this stuff. We need to admit that sometimes. Just w- maybe give us a 10 minute warning, Cat Harvey, on, on where we're at. Well, where is Cat? Hi, hi, sorry. We yeah, we've we've got you. I was too, bu- too busy answering phones. Um, I can tell you that the six aside with Alex Ray and Mark Wilson has gone up to £1,450 just as we speak. It's an anonymous bidder. They maybe don't want to admit that they're going to be playing football with you. Maybe they're still to recruit their side. So £1,450 for that one. That's going to be a great game. What a good day out, though, getting 10 of your pals and all these legends that you think you can maybe <laughs> persuade to play football again, like Tom Boyd, Simon Donnelly, McCoist, and Frank McAvenny. The Diego Maradona. On a framed print, um, it's it's a print I think featuring him at the World Cup. It is signed. That is the most important thing about that. Obviously, probably the world's greatest player. David Muir is in the lead with that with six hundred and fifty pounds, and the Liverpool package is still sitting at twelve thousand five hundred. So they are the only three things left up for bids at the moment. And you know, every penny really does count. It's been a really tricky year for so many people, and we're going to try and help as many kids as we can um, battle poverty here in Glasgow in the West I can just tell you the Maradona um, photo as we speak has gone up to £800 so Colin Boyd is in the lead with that one again these three items if you want to put a bid in you can give us a call it's 0141 565 2468 that's 0141 565 2468 your little cash for kids elves are still waiting for your call 10 minutes to go on the Liverpool Andy Robertson package 10 minutes to go on the Maradona signed photo and the Alex Ray Mark Wilson Old Firm Legends 6 aside game 10 minutes on them 25 minutes on the holiday to Barbados that's just a text so everyone can take part in that I'll keep you updated let's bring in Stevie in Royston Um, Stevie we got through quite a lot of ground trying to discover Celtic's problems in the last call what do you pin it down to? Well see to be honest with you if TV a defender at football you go I don't know if Celtic are still putting a zonal marking carry on but I've never All the years I've played football mate I've never known A, a white line To jump up Heather a ball Into the back of the net And a, a, a volley A ball into the back of the net What is your days Go back to the man to man One on one um, As you man If he beats you at the ball It's your fault It's your problem But as for the goalkeeper The goalkeeper's an absolute waste Of five and a half million pounds Why did they let Craig Gordon go? I'll never know Because if they want to give him Two grand a week wages the guy's no accepting that. He's, he's a world class goalkeeper. We let Craig Gordon go, but we left, Big Foster left us. We left, we never had the number one goalkeeper. And we brought this Bobo the Clown in. That's a bit unfair, Stevie, is it? Not? Let's keep it polite. If we, if we, keep, it, if we keep it polite, the goalkeeping situation. If that's you being as polite about the guy as you can, calling him Bobo the Clown. Thursday night, the first, the first goal. That's his ball, that's his ball. He moves to the right-hand side. He's got a war defending the right-hand side. And he dives to the, uh, and moves to the right-hand side. And the guy puts the ball in his yeah, left. I, I get that, no, no somebody one, made a mistake. But listen, no, no one is denying. Celtic have made a horrible mess 
of the goalkeeping situation. Craig Gordon, point number one, wanted first team football. Celtic felt they couldn't guarantee him first team football. They let him go. Mistake. They then waited too long for Fraser Forster. They just assumed that he would eventually give in and come back to join Celtic. Mistake. They then had a ready-made replacement with a home in Glasgow, a family in Glasgow and a former connection with Celtic, David Marshall. Didn't do anything to get him. Mistake. Now, whoever picked out Barkas, I would love to hear the explanation for Barkas being signed by Celtic because he shows no qualities Whatsoever, He does not appear to be up to the job. So the whole goalkeeping issue has been a mistake from start to finish and Celtic are now stuck with it because there'll be no move for Fraser Forster in January. There'll be nothing done about it at all. Barkas will remain with Scott Bain and Connor Hazard there. That particular area of the team has been botched. Hugh, if you, if you look at the actual stats over the last 11 games, it's 27 goals. Now, Barkas hasn't even been in the goals for, for the 11 games. So so there's a bigger uh, problem there for me. You look at some of the defending the other night. You look at the manner. Ayer comes running away past the guy who goes in. They're dipping a toe. Christie dives in to give away the free kick initially for the opening goal. There was so much wrong about the defending across the board and you mentioned the back four and obviously the guys that have come on tonight are mentioning the goalkeeper it's a lot wider than that because as a team it's happened too often you have to include the midfield in that and you also have to include the strikers so that you're more compact as a unit and when you look at tw- I can't remember the last time that Celtic conceded 27 goals in 11 games Stevie's got a point about set pieces for Celtic uh, we've brought it up in this show a number of times but I think Celtic have went zonal then they've changed to Man Martin They've tried that, it's not worked. They've tried a mix, it doesn't work. It, I mean, you can try anything you want, but the the overall issue is that the players in the box, their desire to defend doesn't seem to be all there. But, but see, 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 in general, now I know we're talking about Celtic, but in general, there's a school of thought here that just go man to man and then it's everybody's... Everybody's responsibility And you match your But there's a reason Top teams don't do it Because it's difficult And people can block you off And then people get a run on you Some of the absolute Best teams in the world Are not doing that And they're doing it for a reason I don't know if Is it just Is it just our Kind of Scottish mentality I don't know Do we have this argument elsewhere There's more to football now Than than just that And actually man to man Isn't going to fix All your problems either No of course it isn't Um, You know You're right There is There is much thought Goes into these things And how to break down Certain things Man marking and stuff But I I think the problem lies With the actual desire You know To get the first contact to, To put your head Or body On the line I've not seen that From Celtic From the start of the season You know Players look like They're They're You know Oh I'll I'll get there It's just not enough you know, and, and you look at the other side of the city, guys are willing to put their body on the line. And that's why Rangers have got so many clean sheets and Celtic concede time and again from set pieces. Again, though, does that not, is that not convenient? You know, if, if you are the manager of any team or you're the coaches of any team, is that not what people say when they talk about, you know, throwing players under the bus? What about a real organised system that you've got full belief in and, and and use that as your platform to go and defend yeah, but listen you can have the best org- I think Celtic are organised at set pieces I think the coaches Who do put organised at set pieces I, I think well if you look at 
let's take the the goal. Go back to the Rangers game, the free kicks, and you can take any other set piece. There is six or seven. I think it's uh, is it six or seven in a line. They all drop at the same time. But if one isn't doing a job, aye. If one does it not, yeah. I mean, I do know what you're saying, right? I'm not saying that they're completely all over the place. But do do those things not just go hand in hand? Like that can't always be a coincidence. It can't always be. You've mentioned the number of goals Celtic are conceding. That can't always be that somebody's just not doing their job. Surely, when it happens so often, well. You'd have to analyse every individual goal Because, I on, think because when on, you go on, back on, the, on the flip side then Are Rangers so successful at defending Just because they all do their job Or, or, or do the two not go hand in hand Well obviously when things are going well You're more uh, likely to actually be more resolute More determined to go and head it No, we're obviously specific in the callers talking about uh, zonal marking at set plays and they have had an issue throughout the course of this season but in general play as well Mark you know getting calved up too many times now even if you go back to the Livingston game from the wider area a simple ball into the box the guy's getting a free header that's got nothing to do with with, with organisation that's on the the pitch at that given time Right, two minutes this is your two minute warning 01415652468 this unbelievable Liverpool package a meet and greet with Andy Robertson for four people down to Liverpool overnight lounge tickets mat, one signed match shirt uh, you get to meet the man himself four of you can go £14,000 thank you to John Horn but you've got two minutes if you want to beat it the same story goes for the signed Maradona picture the final countdown really is on here that's sitting at £1,200 Danny Ryan incredible thank you and the six aside with some of your old firm favourites against the likes of Alex Ray Mark Wilson various others for you and up to nine of your teammates really Sitting at £1,910 01415652468 A minute to go We'll get you the final results next After they play You have your say 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line What a day it's been Some incredible football But more importantly Some incredible bids On our Cash for Kids Sports Auction Thank you so much To everyone who's taken part Thank you so much To the sponsors Central Car Auctions And of course Everyone who has put up The generous prizes For the auction Let's get a final recap Of what just happened On the last batch Of items Don't give us a total Just yet Cat Harvey We'll save that till the end But how did the last uh, Batch go? Oh, I'm sitting with the total in my hand. I'm all I'm all excited. The the girls have done a tremendous job. The phones have just been going crazy, which in 2020 we cannot thank the listeners of Super Scoreboard enough for the generosity. Here is what these amazing items finished up at. The signed Diego Maradona print went to Maggie Hagen, who with 10 seconds to go put in a bid of £1,350. So that is Maggie's. The six-a-side game with Alex Ray and Mark Wilson and their pals is going to Tam at XPO Logistics who again with about a minute to go put in a bid for £1,910 and of course the Liverpool package right in the final five minutes John Horn came in with an incredible bid of £14,000 so we cannot thank you enough for the amount of money we've raised today and I can tell you that no, directly no, steady, right, steady, stety, I've got this, wait no, for I'm it not gonna, this I'm is not my gonna, big I'm moment, I'm not going to give you the total okay. I'm not going to give you the total, I'm going to tell you that 1,453 children wow. are going to get Get a payout because of this. That That's is amazing. just incredible. You're going to change the Christmas. Thank right, you. Here's your big moment. Ready? Okay, have you got drums? Yes, you do have drums. Today on Super Scoreboard, 
we have raised in the auction the biggest total in the last seven years. It might be more than that, but Debbie, who is our longest serving, serving elf, um, only joined seven years ago, so that's all she knows. So the biggest in at least the last five years. Thank you. £51,865! Unbelievable. Hugh Keevens, £51,000. And by the way, that does not include the holiday to Barbados. So we'll count them up. So before the text competition, well over £50,000. Unbelievable. And you add that to yesterday's virtual Cash for Kids lunch, which raised £220,000. Which means we have surpassed and then some the quarter of a million pound mark. It is a great credit to everyone who listens to this program, to everyone who took part in the virtual lunch yesterday. I always say, on an annual basis, I'll be really happy when Cash for Kids doesn't exist because it means that our children are looked after. But until such times as we live in a perfect world, when they do need looked after, People of West of Scotland have come across today. Thank you. 1,900 quid to play you two dafties and your well, mates at football as do, well. Do you know the thing? Is I, just, I, just, nervous. I, just, I know, I, I just seen it earlier now. He's put the guy's name Tam. He's coming to get you. <laughs> Tam's got no chance. No chance. Six years undefeated. Bring on Tam. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Tam. You have a great day, mate. Absolutely incredible. We are so, so thankful. Blown away, actually, by your generosity. And here's a good thing. It can get even better because you still have 10 minutes left to win arguably the greatest prize of them all. Think how tough a year we've all had. Think how miserable the weather is out there. How would you like to go to Barbados next year for just over £5? Now, if you think it's too good to be true, it is not. I cannot think. I've tried all afternoon. There cannot be many better win-win situations than this. You text the word SUN to 84901 within the next 10 minutes. That's SUN to 84901. You donate £5 to Cash for Kids. Kids right here in our communities, on our doorstep, who might go without electricity, a hot meal, presents on Christmas Day. So you've done your bit. You feel great about yourself. Mm. Then you get the call to say, oh, by the way, you've come out the hat and you're going to Barbados to stay at the Coconut Court Beach Hotel. You'll soak up the sun. You've got the sea, the cocktails, beachfront restaurants and bars. The prize includes flights from Glasgow or Edinburgh and we'll even get you to the airport as well. It is unbelievable and you've got nine minutes to get involved. Text the word SUN to 84901. Yeah, what a glorious end to the day. Um... I said to you earlier on Gordon that it's been the liveliest Cash for Kids auction day I can remember and Cat Harvey has just confirmed that uh, again I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the generosity uh, I, I do find it deeply deeply sad that so many children are in need of our help but if that is the case and we are able to provide the help then I am deeply deeply proud of everyone who has been so generous today We don't forget what makes this show go around though Duncan is a Rangers fan Let's talk football for the last couple of minutes We'll squeeze one in Hi Duncan Hi guys, how you doing? Oh good, good Duncan Rangers fan Alex Ray is really looking forward to his journey to Dingwall tomorrow He's very lucky to be <laughs> inside the stadium What are you thinking? What are you expecting? Well I'm really expecting what we've been doing all year Just a comfortable win I know that Ross County had a good result last week But That'll lead me on nightly to my, my second point, if you like. Go for it. My first point is, guys, is obviously when a Rangers fan, 
how happy I'm absolutely delighted with the progress that we've made this year. And in particular, two players, Scotty Arfield and Stephen Davis, who among the media, and to be perfectly honest, I think the most majority of Rangers fans had practically written off for this year. We had every team Rangers fans were making up. It was Aribo, it was Kamara, you name it. These two guys, Ryan Jack, these two guys were only going to be backup players. I think the two of them have now put themselves in a position that they've made it no virtually impossible, absolutely impossible for Steve De- uh, for Stevie Gerrard to drop. What do you think? Alex Ray, I think that's one for yeah. you. Yeah, they, they've done brilliant. I was watching Stephen Davis all night and I felt as if he was a man in the match as the game wore on. I thought the first, I don't know, 45 to an hour, I thought, you know, it was difficult for Rangers. They, they struggled to get to grips with the shape of Liège. But uh, you're absolutely right. When you actually factor in that these two guys actually cost nothing, they were two uh, Bosmans. They've done brilliant And when you look at Scotty Arfield Since he came back He came in against Dundee United And scored Gordon He came off the bench He hasn't looked back And if you look at the last six, Four goals in his last five games Really important goals He's going from strength to strength And I think that comes on the back of You mentioned the, the other guys Jack he Obviously injured Aribo's just coming back for injury And you've got Zungu Into the mix Six internationals Competing for three places It bodes well for Rangers uh, Do you know what Duncan We're going to have to leave it there Because time's got away from us It's been really busy on the auction But give us a call back sometime Will you? We'll, we'll do it again Okay, thanks very Cheers much for taking the call. Congratulations on your charity work today, Thank guys. you well very much, Duncan. Much appreciated. Thank you. We'll speak to Duncan soon. Uh, what about this? Curious Creatures has sent in some poetry, Hugh. He says, I've sent the text to have a go. Barbados, here I come. <laughs> but even if it's not to be, at least I've helped someone. But if by chance I come up trumps, I surely can't go wrong. Can see it now. Me and Shug in his bonnet and his thong. There's a sight to leave you all with ahead of dinner time. Okay, the football today um, ended up playing second fiddle, but we don't mind. Once a year, it's very important that we try and do our bit on the pitch in the Premiership St Mirren 1 Aberdeen 1 It was Mullerwell 0 Hibs 3 Livy 2 Dundee United 0 And Hamilton 1 Kilmarnock 0 Two massive games tomorrow Incredibly big games tomorrow Hugh Keevans And we're here at Quarter to 12 Right through until 6 o'clock I think based on Rangers record This season Undefeated In Europe Or in domestic competition I think it's fair to say They're overwhelming favourites To win against Ross County and Dingwall That is not possible I did not say impossible <laughs> I've gone out of the impossible business I've hung up my impossibles uh, It would be right I think to suggest that Rangers will be 14 points ahead of Celtic When Celtic kick off against St Johnston Celtic have won 2 out of 11 games They've lost 27 in their last 11 games They cannot Absolutely cannot Even begin to contemplate Dropping any points tomorrow Against Callum Davison's side But with Celtic's defence You never know It will be a fantastic afternoon of football That's for sure We're here until quarter to twelve So make sure you join us Now every now and then We like to admit That there are more important things out there than football And today is one of those days It's been our Cash for Kids Sports Auction Sponsored by Central Car Auctions And we have been blown away by your generosity The harsh reality is There are far too many children right here in our communities, right here on our doorsteps, who will wake up without any presents on Christmas Day. They might not get a hot meal. They might not even have electricity to keep them warm. And quite frankly, it's shocking. We need to do something about it. That's what we tried to do today. And thanks to you, thanks to everyone who bid, thanks to all the generous prizes, we raised over 51,000 
pounds. Unbelievable. So thank you, thank you, thank you from everyone here. And a big thank you to everyone who helped make it happen up in the auction room as well. You've still got four minutes to try and win your holiday to Barbados. Text SUN to 84901. George will look after you next and we'll see you tomorrow. 